Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Yo, it has been a hot minute since we recorded shit. Uh, we had a couple banked episodes. Me and Gio went to Vegas. Uh, a lot to get to today. Uh, special guest coming on, but Caleb, how you doing today, bud? We are back. We are so fucking back. <laughs> Big Dick Let's is go. back in We're town. Back. Never left. He never yeah. left. Gio, what's up, brother? Good, good. Caleb, how was doing the uh, We Didn't Go to PCA show with Palmer? Uh, <laughs> it was a little shorter than I thought. Uh, they did pull a little trickery on me because I did like I couldn't visually see them in studio. It was audio only, so I didn't realize that that wasn't Mike and Boots. So I could just vaguely hear. I didn't see. They did pull it over on me. Kind of funny. But you know what? It was good to be on. You should have just like pretend you knew the whole time and we're going with it. Like you could have lied, bro. You had the chance. You're too honest. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I gotta be honest. I, I talked to Caleb. I go, buddy, how was uh you know, how how was uh going on the show without us? You know, he's like, Well, you know, Mikey and Boots, they made time. Uh they came on. I was like, I was with them the whole fucking time. There's no way at any point they fucking talked about going on Cigar Hustler. And if they did why the fuck was I not invited onto it? It's bullshit, you know? Yeah. Really, really funny. Really, really had fun. Uh, obviously, we have a special guest coming on the show today. Gio, you want to talk a little on who we're having on? Yeah. So, we're, it's actually going to be really excited. We got to meet him for the first time when we were at PCA. We got Mo Molly from Patina Cigars. Did I say it right? Molly? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. I hope M-A-A- so. M-A-A- well, he can correct us if we fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think you're too far off. But... You know, exciting brand we haven't, you know, done on the show yet. Uh, recommended to us by our uh, boy, Big John. Shout out. I know when you watch this, you're going to love that. Also, happy retirement. I was just about to say, happy retirement to our boy, man. He's one of our uh, bigger listeners, and we really appreciate all the support and everything you do for the show, buddy. So uh, take those wanderlusts, uh, find a nice fucking place to park that ass on a beach and fucking, uh, you know, have a nice spirit and enjoy those fucking cigars, buddy. You earned every fucking, every single part of it. I won't hate you if you send us some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> but you can enjoy, enjoy your, your fucking yourself. box, buddy. Enjoy your fucking box. We'll have to ask Skip for some wanderlust. Yeah. So, Caleb, talk to me, my man. You didn't get to go to PCA. Did you have any kind of like, you know, regrets when you started seeing all the shit we were doing there? uh lots of regrets but you know what uh next time when we go i'll be there if we're lucky enough to get the chance so i'll come next time perfect what do you mean yeah. if we're lucky we're going in march oh hey maybe <laughs> you know maybe i don't want to be in maybe they don't want to invite me because i didn't go this time so you know you know i'm just saying if the offer is still there i'll be there next year listen you're always part of the team buddy yeah you're always part of the team got to bring that big dick energy somehow you know yeah. someone's got to do it someone but uh yeah listen we do have a guest coming on the show I think he's logging in now. But uh, what are we drinking today, buddy? Hey, hey Mo, what's up, buddy? Get the roid head. Oh, yeah. God, Jesus. It's a little hard to hear you, though, brother. <laughs> a little, little hard to hear you. Is it? Yeah, you got like a, uh, you got like a microphone or like a uh, Apple. My mic should be on. You know, my headphones for whatever reason are messed up with this thing. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, you're yeah, yeah you're a little more to the computer. Okay. What do you use for a mic? Just my computer. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. We'll make so it what's work. up, buddy? 
We got this all recorded and everything. Yeah. Uh, oh no 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 no. no. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna. We want to make sure. Yeah, we we'll get it. Video. We'll get it going right now. I'll hit yeah. that in three. Whatever. There's a countdown apparently. That's that's yeah. awesome. Wow, I love damn. that. Showbiz baby. All right. So Mo, what's up, brother? What up, man? How was the rest of your PCA? You? It was good, guys. It was good. Um, after you guys had walked in. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was at the PCA or the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Universe show right there. The baby oil you guys wear is incredible. <laughs> um, a little intimidating at first, but also endearing. So uh, appreciate you guys stopping by and having me on tonight. Thank you. Weren't you like 10 feet from Ocho Cinco the whole time? Pretty much. Yeah, I was going to say. So you're talking about us, but you're sitting in front of like one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know what's interesting, man, is uh, he, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't even try to talk to him. I just, uh, I don't, I don't want to bother him, first of all, number, but, but, you know, yeah, I respect what he accomplished as a player. He was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, it was pretty cool. Definitely. I, I was a little uh, starstruck by that guy. It was like, you've really? seen, you've seen, well, Yes and no. I feel like you you've seen that guy do so many amazing things in the NFL. You know, the guy was always an entertainer through his entire career. Right. I mean, yeah. the guy the guy was literally entertainment. I mean, the guy was awesome. You know, and then it, even when he's doing, you know, sit-ups in his backyard, guy fucking yeah. talks about uh playing FIFA all day, beating up on little kids and eating McDonald's all day. I mean, <laughs> the guy lives this lifestyle that I don't think anybody can really comprehend. I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's interesting, man, because, like, I really remember him um, probably from the Bengals the most. Definitely. For sure. Um, He's a Bengal. Nobody else. Nothing else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, after – so he still did some okay things after that, but um, can you imagine if he was playing with, like, Joe Burrow? Wow. That guy can – I mean, we have Josh Allen here in Buffalo – I love yeah. him to death, but I really don't think there's a, a pure passer in the league than Joe Burrow. That guy can just throw dots. He's so good. I agree. It, yeah. it only takes him one second to to make his decision and throw a perfect pass. Yeah. I mean, he's really it's hard incredible. to play against. You know, it's interesting, man. The fi- there's such a fine line which with separates uh, quarterbacks, right? And one I think um, trait that a lot of people don't fully talk about is the ability to release the ball in a timely manner. Um, that, that separates good from great, um, serviceable to being a second stringer. I mean, really? I mean, I watched him make this play in the playoff game this year against the Bills. It was a snowy yeah. game. The whole game were like, dude, put some fucking pressure on this guy. And right. they brought everyone, right? The dude had the ball yeah. out of his hand in less than a second threw a complete yeah. dot right to T Higgins or maybe it was Jamar Chase I can't remember yeah. but uh, or was it Boyd he he right in his hands yeah, one of his number one receivers yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all three yeah of them. one of the five number ones yeah he's got. I mean the, the receiving core there is unbelievable man yeah. but <laughs> but uh, uh yeah but I mean you know the, bill, the bills are look at you guys they're going to be good again so you never know you you have a quarterback that could win a super bowl so I think we just need a little more help, man. I mean, obviously, we don't want to sit here and talk about the Bills and the fucking uh, AFC and the you know the top three teams in the AFC the whole time. But I mean, I well, think we're just one. We could wide all receiver. talk football all day. Yeah, we could yeah. talk football all day. You you got a team? Oh, the Bears. 
You're okay. he's, he's got a shy guy. He's got the Chicago hat on right now. Are you now. from Chirac? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yes, I am. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So yeah, the Bears are my squad. Not much to talk about, but I think Justin Fields is going to be a hell of a player. They well, were already they trying were to good. shop him around, though. That's the problem. Well, they were thinking about, you know, I think they wanted to get in position for that for that kid out of USC if they can get the first pick next year. Sure. Uh, Caleb Williams is disgusting. Solid but name. But, dude, listen, I don't know. How old are you guys? I don't even know. 33. Like 30, 32. 33. Um, so, I don't know if you guys remember the 2011 draft class of quarterbacks, but that was Cam Newton. That yes. was uh, Christian Ponder, Ryan Mallett, Andy Dalton. This the class was supposed to be. Isn't Andrew Luck level. in that draft class too? No, no, he was the following year. Yeah, the following Andrew year. Luck cost the Bills Cam Newton that year. Yes, that was the yes, year we he got did. We would have if he would have came out. Luck would have went one. Yeah. Um, Von Miller. Von Miller still goes, still goes two to Denver because they had Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and he was still killing it. And we wouldn't have taken Marcel Darius. We would have taken Cam Newton. Yeah. So there you go. So you know that that draft class was supposed to whatever, and the only person that really – I mean, Andy Dalton is still playing in the league, but really Cam Newton was the only one of consequence out of that entire – oh, and Blaine Gabbert. I don't know if you guys remember that name. <laughs> played for the Jaguars. Oh, so, what was the what was the other one for the Jaguars? Or Bortles. Bortles, Bortles the party guy. Bortles. Yeah. Yeah. Bortles, the boat. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love his interview about like uh, – Oh, fuck and maybe it was like barstool they talked to him they were like blake what do you think you would have been doing if you didn't make the nfl he's like i don't know probably working a construction job Ooh. smoking cigs all day <laughs> uh, fuck it, the guys ripping darts yeah just yeah. ripping darts i'm like oh dude this fucking guy is get some cigars in that guy's hand yeah Let's right oh fucking right. legend be a good podcast yeah. guest but uh 100%. Yeah, man. Obviously, we want to turn to, to you a little bit, man. We want to talk about, you know, Patina Cigars and obviously Big Oh, J- we got to talk about that? I mean, hey, man, you know. we, I, we should probably touch on it, right? Yeah, yeah, we could touch on it. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, how, how did you come up with Patina, man? You, you've been in the industry a little bit, right? So, uh, I, I was reading what Patina, the first core lines came out in what, 2017? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yes. I mean, what, what was your, you know, your introduction to the industry previous to that? What were you doing before that? Yeah. So when my modeling career kind of like took a turn <laughs> and uh, no, uh, I'm listening only, there. I'm laughing. Only, I'm like, oh, my man. Only fans, only fans wasn't an option yet. Yeah. No. Um, so <laughs> the it actually all started with a podcast. Funny how so in goes. 2014, <laughs> my buddy Drew and I had started a podcast called The Sultans of Smoke. And uh, about a year into that, we had asked James Brown from Black Label to make us a cigar for the podcast. And he did. So we uh, made a cigar with James Brown um, in 2015, but it was released in 2016. And that was kind of what opened the door to that world of, of cigar making. And, and although we didn't really have a lot to do with the making of the cigar, but even that process of going through, selecting tobaccos, things like that, um, yeah, it really just kind of stoked that fire. I was sick of the corporate world, and I said, you know what, man, I'm not married. I was about your guys' age. Uh, at the time, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to give it a shot. Can I swear? I'm sorry. Yeah, you can say, yeah, you can say literally whatever okay, yeah, the fuck yeah, you yeah, want. I just wanted to be respectful. No, you're good. Uh, you're good. Um, K- K- look at I can tell you haven't really watched quickly. an episode yet, because it's fucking out of control. Well, 
Yeah. So, uh, big, oh, big is that Big Dick Palmer? <laughs> no, no, just, uh, it's just Big. Di- his shirt says Big Dick's back in town. Back in town, baby. Oh, okay. Where, where did you steal that shirt from? It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you would have saw me at Vegas, you probably would have been very intimidated by my size too, like a bodybuilder. Dude, he's what? like five foot six. <laughs> Oh, are you? That's cool. Yeah, he, he is the short, uh, he's the short, one. short king, king of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, g- listen, God finds a way to even it all out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> See, the reason he wasn't invited to PCA is because he would have he missed the cigar hustler weight limit. <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, you're under 250. Yeah, I have to, I'll have to bulk up for next year. Um, I got to get yeah. all this. I got to get all the juice from Geo. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. But you know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get on the gear, dude. Oh, I need it. If you know anyone, uh, send him my way. He needs. Yeah, Geo doesn't share. Just so you know, <laughs> serious inquiries yeah. only. Um. So yeah, man that that was how it all started, and uh, we ran and I ran with it, and then you know I made some contacts uh, through different people and. And I said, hey, this is kind of what I want to do. So we went down to Nicaragua. Uh, the first factor I worked with was actually Mombacho down in Granada. And then uh, 2019, we moved the production over to Noxa. Been there since. Was it 2017 or 2019 you became the sales manager for them? 2017, and then that was over by 2018. Yeah. Just pursued your own thing? Yeah. 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 Nice. And now, so- unfortunately, Mombacho doesn't exist anymore but. so what are your ties to new york man i i, I know that patina is like oxidation and I, I noticed there's almost like a statue of liberty kind of thing going on the band you got like ties to new yeah, york so, at all so no i mean patina if you look at uh most people don't even know what patina is which is like really surprising to me so like the statue of liberty as you know is not really green right sure like, yep. that's it's copper patina color and and so um, and there are various landmarks, like in the city of Chicago, like those lions in front of the Art Institute that everyone always. Um, so like that's patina. So patina to me was like something that covered something beautiful through the trials of time, if you will, and uh, and withstood it. It is still beautiful, even though it might look a little different, you know, and that's that's really how we are as human beings, man, like. I don't look the same as I was when I was 20, but I'm still the same motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, just been through more shit. So that's it. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, all right. That's pretty. Age beauty. I like that. It works. Yeah. 10 well, years this... ago, I weighed 170 pounds. Now I weigh 235. Like, Me, it's... really? Yeah, man. It was fucked up. I was like this skinny little twig. My son has yeah. the same issue. He's like 15 years old. The kid, you, it looks like you just. You know, fucking choke slam him like nothing. So You're fucking. Tall, what are you about six three? Six three, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Believe That's it or not, fighting, like, my six <laughs> That's how I almost Josh Allen, man. I got to put on five pounds yeah. and one inch. Oh. Yeah. Minus the arm strength and. Yeah, just all minus that. all like the athletic ability. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And, and the millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I'm right there with him. Oh, like, close. I was so yeah, close. Could, Just could, missed bro, it. Could have been. I get Jimmy Kimmel all the time. Bro, do you know look like Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> kind of do look <laughs> yeah. like Jimmy Kimmel. And I'm like, man, let, I'd rather... I, I, He could keep his looks, but I'll take his money. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Sure, for sure. For sure. I can, so. He's out of work right now, though, with that writer strike. <laughs> What's that? Oh, all, there's like a, some big writer strike going on. So all like the late night shows. Oh, are, yeah. So you guys want to hear a funny story? I love funny stories. Um, Let's bring it. One of my best friends growing up, 
uh, is a writer in Hollywood, and he just had his first movie made into, um, or his first script made into a movie. Oh, no shit. And I don't know if you guys saw the M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Knock at the Cabin, or whatever. Uh, that was my buddy's movie. It's like so, a, is that like a horror film or something? It's kind of, you know, it's like an M. Night Shyamalan. Like one like of those like twisty things, or, like a type uh, of... signs, stuff like that. Was it like the Sixth um, Senses one? Yeah, something like Six that. Six Sense is an M. Night yeah. Shyamalan movie. Now, my buddy didn't write that. He wrote Knock at the Cabin, right? He's okay. Got, it's got oh, sweet. Batista's one of the actors from WWE. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Oh, now I know Batista's what movie you're talking stuff. about. It's like an end of the world type of thing. And Yeah, yep. yeah, there you go. Exactly. So, man, he was in town for 4th of July, and he's like, hey, do you want to get coffee or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, you know? And um, so I'm like, wait a minute. Are you, are you on strike right now? And he goes, yeah. So <laughs> I was like... So yeah, they're on strike. So here's your opportunity, Giovanni. Sell that life story, baby. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I, I I think I would buy that. That'd be a weird one. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of mystery in that. Uh, With Gio? Oh yeah, dude. You, you know <laughs> yeah. this dude is doing some weird ass shit, bro. Oh, absolutely. He's got 100%. I don't even, I don't even know. Dude, he goes like radio <laughs> silent all the time. I'm just like, where's this dude been for two days? What the fuck's this oh, dude yeah. doing? Oh, hey. yeah. I would read that. Grew up in an yeah. Italian and Puerto Rican household. There was a lot of weird shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he tells the story about like his mom throwing flip flops and shit through the house. Oh, you ever seen the movie Wanted where they curve the bullets? Yeah. Well, my mom could do that with a flip flop. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that, that shit's like a boomerang, so you know. That's a very ethnic you. thing. The tossing of the of the, the uh, sandals. <laughs> uh, you know the plastic remaining on the couches. Uh, you know, especially if you're Mediterranean. Uh, yeah. No, the funniest though is like I, the funniest story about my mom throwing a flip flop is my brother tried to run and somehow like she like caught it at the right angle, hit him dead in the back of the head. He ended up falling down the front stairs, and we had the thing. <laughs> His room was in the basement, and so like then there's the front door. He fell down the stairs through the screen door and just landed on the front lawn the way he tumbled. So I could just imagine being the neighbor outside and just seeing oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing to see yeah, here. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> just... So listen, Mo, we're smoking the Maduro right now. Okay. Uh, do you want to give us a little uh, info on this thing? This thing's pretty good, man. I, uh, which one do we got? The Rustic? Me rustic. and you got the yeah, Rustic. I got yeah, the yeah. Copper. You got the uh, Copper. We got the Rustic. So I, it is um, Mexican San Andreas over Connecticut broadleaf binder and uh, U.S. Nicaragua in the filler. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. I got to say, like it is like beautifully constructed because the, the stack of dimes on this ash that I have, it's impeccable. Like I'm not even trying to shake it or knock it off right now. It's like standing still. A majestically Thanks, majestically made and i've never had patina before so you're popping my patina cherry is this thing supposed to be yeah. this toothy man holy shit man yeah i mean the ones you guys have right there are probably they're at least a year and four or five months on those guys yeah this got. thing is toothy man this thing's um say so there's the ash right there so yeah like, it's uh, like the newer ones will have the double band on them but I mean, you know, for me, guys, it's really simple. You make cigars that people could smoke over and over and over again um, and that don't burn out your palate. That's kind of my approach to cigars. Um, and so even the Maduro, 
is something that you could smoke any time of the day. Like you could, if like you wake up and you're like, man, I feel like having a cigar, you could literally smoke that cigar and still get the Maduro flavor, but without, you know, uh, knocking yourself out for the rest of the day. Sure. I mean, we've all smoked the cigar that's done that to us. Yeah. that's. Uh, I mean, oh are... yeah, of course. I mean, I have mine that do it. Like there are certain cigars that just, yeah, knock me out. Yeah, Why do you guys have what, what are yours? What was I supposed to know what you were talking about? What do you mean? Oh, no, all the ones that knock you out. Oh, no, we oh no, no, we were saying we all know we all have that cigar that can fucking oh, put us so on our for ass. Him, it's the Neanderthal. Yeah, that cigar does some Neanderthal. Yeah, man, that thing really fucks me up. I love that thing that's, though. That's interesting. Uh, for me, from the Roma portfolio, it's the Aquitaine. Okay, Neanderthal, Neanderthal, I could smoke for breakfast, really, but for whatever reason. That Aquitaine gets me every time. Yeah, out of the Roma, they, they the put Roma a, they put out a great product. What's they, that? They make some good cigars, Roma. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, out of the core, out of your core four, right? You have your Habano, the Sumatra, mm-hmm. the Maduro, and the Connecticut. Which would be your favorite out of those? Do you have a, a particular size? Do you have a particular blend that you really enjoy the most? Um. I smoke them all pretty consistently. It's funny. The Connecticut sell is the best seller, but the one I probably smoke the least. Um, only because I'm not really a huge Connecticut guy, but I... So like when most people talk about patina, the first thing they'll bring up is the Connecticut. Okay. Right? And so it had to be a Connecticut that I really liked, right? So that's why we did it that way. Um but I, honestly, I would probably say for me, Habano or Sumatra is probably what I smoke the most. I'm a big Sumatra guy too. And, I uh, I really do like the Sumatra wrappers, like wrappers. Yeah. What are you smoking right now, Mo? What do you got? Uh, Habano. Habano. Huh? Habano. Cool. Look at that, double banded and everything. A little spice. Yeah, bomb. you got to get got to get fancy. So you know that was you know that was all part of retailer feedback, right? They were like, hey, you know, if you could put some. And I'd heard it enough times that I didn't want to keep changing the color of the main band. So we just did the secondary. So that was one thing with Gio. When we were trying to decide which one we wanted to smoke, he's like, all right, which which one's the fucking Maduro? They're all, they look like they're they're all the same band. I'm like, why don't you turn it around and read the fucking label, Gio? Because that'll tell you what it is. And you know what's funny, man, is like that is, and can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, we hear you fine. And you know that's really why why I did it. Like it was, hey, let's just take the guesswork out of everything. Even if like you know the UPC code says what it is, let's just. And so, unfortunately, yeah. as intelligent as we consumers like to think we are, sometimes we're dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh wow, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I seen that. Uh, you know, Half Wheel just did a little thing they put out. You got a new blend coming out, right? Yeah, man, next year. 2024? Yeah, yep, excited. Um, so, you know, it's like, you know, my, for me, bro, it's like I don't rush things. It's got to be right. Um, and it's got to make sense. And people got to want something new from you, right? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not a big believer in just coming out with new stuff all the time and just seeing what sticks and um so if the market's saying, hey, we're ready for something new, and, and that's something I've been hearing now, like especially after the anniversary release, 
people are like started asking retailers starting asking you know the people that spend their money with you want to know right so consumers who spend money on buying the cigars want to know hey so when you start hearing multiple questions of hey what's next and it's coming from uh, you know multiple sources people that you truly respect and whatever like okay we need to look at it so this was a some uh, a project that uh had kind of been in the works for a while and just i didn't know when to bring it out or whatever but now i feel it's the time. sure yeah, I mean, what is a Habano Escuro over yeah, Sumatran over, and um, yeah, over Sumatra binder, and it's got broadleaf and Nicaragua and the fillers. Yeah, it's probably going to be a banger. What man. a blend right there! Just yeah, all that, good, man. Yeah. No, that's a really good cigar. I've well, given it to you know people whose palates I trust and whatever, and they they really liked it. So oh, the okay. there was only five thousand of the anniversary, right? Right. Yep. And what was the blend on that? I didn't have an opportunity uh, to see it or, or, or smoke it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Connecticut Broadleaf over Mexican San Andreas. Uh, uh, you're speaking his and language. U.S. Nicaragua and the fillers. Yeah. Nice. So, again, we don't have any retailers up here that carry patina yeah, yet. So, maybe you got to yeah. make a little trip in, man. Yeah. Come, we got down, we got eight, uh, We got got eight. like eight shops over here. Come down to the lounge. Within like 20 right. miles, eight shops. And I've smoked, I've spoken to some of them. So, maybe one day. Sure. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get something done. Perfect. Hopefully. All right. Uh, I got a quick question. I'm like a patina newbie. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. what's the price range on your cigars? Are they like affordable? Or are they like very boutique, high end, like twenty dollars and up? I like, I, like again, that's the first time. No, man. Uh, eight, eight to fourteen. The highest price one will be the uh, Maduro Double Toro. Um. And the uh, the anniversary was twenty bucks, but that was limited, and that's yeah. not. So I like to play in that in that range of you know kind of, which is a dying range, by the way. Uh, tell me, tell us about us, it, bro. When we when um, you buy your own cigars to smoke weekly, like it is definitely in New York bad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys got terrible taxes too. Seventy five percent, man. Every time I buy a cigar oh, yeah. here. It makes me want to. Well, yeah. like, it makes he me knows he's in Illinois. They, they got, fuck people too. It's got to be bad in Illinois as well. I assume. What's that, bud? It's got to be bad in Illinois. Is is it is? is yeah. yeah, Chicago, Illinois has about thirty six percent, but then Chicago has its own tax, and then the county has its own tax. So <laughs> the effective uh, the effective tax rate for a cigar in the city of Chicago is about fifty percent. Sheesh! It's so got triple yeah. boned right there. State, yeah, city, and county. County, like a gangbang. I like that. Jesus Christ, <laughs> gangbang attacks is right there. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, well, that's pretty impressive that you're able to keep these in that price point, and that's you know, as consumers, I'm sure they love that, and probably why you have some staying power for the people that have smoked your product. Because I remember you seeing, you said that you have the same wrappers that some of these thirty, forty dollars cigars have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Look at your pay. Okay, so some cigars are really expensive because of the name. Some cigars are really expensive because they age the tobaccos that they're using in it, and there there is a price to be paid for that, right? Like if you're using five, six, ten year old tobacco in your cigar, there's a cost to keeping that tobacco not being used. Because if you think about it. Any tobacco you're not using, any cigars that are that are aging, all of that is what I call transient money, right? So there is a cost for holding that. And um, sometimes that gets reflected in the prices of cigars. 
And so that that's just the reality of it. But costs have gone up a lot, guys. They really oh, have. Yeah. I mean, from, from boxes to tobacco. Um, I've tried. I've only increased my prices once in the six years, and it was only by two percent, and it was only on the Connecticut and Habano, which doesn't even begin to cover the increase in costs. But I just feel like I'm willing to take a little bit less uh, to really build the brand, and I think it has a place in every every shop's humidor, and I think it has a place in every consumer's rotation because you could grab it and you know what you're going to get every time. Sure. I totally understand that. Uh, I also was reading a little bit about like your mission statement, you know, on the website, you know, mm -hmm. just how important it is to sit down and enjoy a cigar, you know, with people and like have good conversations and, you mm -hmm. know, I, it's a respectable thing, man. So, you know, that that's what it's all about. And, you know, we appreciate are, guys taking the time out of their day to talk with us about stuff like this. Absolutely. I mean, think about this, guys. Have you ever taken your favorite cigar and you sit down with a group of people and you love this cigar? And for whatever reason, the vibe of people that you're hanging out with is just off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How that. much do you enjoy that cigar? Now, flip side. If you're, if you're smoking a cigar that you don't normally smoke, but it's what they had in the humidor, they don't carry your normal stuff, you want to and then you sit down with a crew of people and you're just having a blast, that cigar becomes a lot better. Sure. Right? 100%. So there is uh, atmosphere, environment, that really uh, is a big, big thing with uh, our enjoyment of cigars. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I feel like we incorporate that in our ratings when we do our uh, rating system. You know, it's about who you're with, the company we keep. I mean, mainly it's just us three, but when we have a good guest, I mean, that definitely helps out in the, on the enjoyment rating scale. And I'll tell you what, when you get these guys in studio with us, when they do make the little venture up to Buffalo, if they're in town for an event and they make time for us, I mean, when they come and sit down and they're in this environment, I mean, my garage is like, it's not a normal garage. This, this place is like on steroids. Oh, like, okay. like Gio, like you, <laughs> like Gio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said like you. You said like Gio, but nobody thought Caleb. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. My boys, look at my boy right now. Uh, he's hurt. He's hurt. You know he's what? Hurt. When you see yeah, it, it's a, that's tough. His guys... enjoyment scale went to zero for that. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock you for that because you know what? So far, this cigar, uh, I'm like almost to the halfway point and. It's incredible. Uh, for a first-time smoker, brother. it's, oh, my gosh. And if I can Thank get you. it at that 10 to $15 price range, I'm going to enjoy it even that much better. Thanks, really bro. a fan of this yeah, and, and don't feel bad, Caleb. Nobody accuses me of being on steroids either. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in good company. Bro. You know what? I think next year for PCA, we should both get on the juice, and we should just, like, measure our gains up against one another. 100%, man. <laughs> We're going on the sauce, and then And then if Geo starts some shit, we could, like, Double, we could double team them in a fight. Yeah, in a fight. Well, in a, I got weird. In, in a yeah. fight, Jesus, Jesus yeah, guys. Right, yeah. In a fight, don't double team the guy. I, I'm really, I'm really concerned with that T-shirt and you saying that, buddy. Mm -hmm. He's back, baby. I would be too. But to touch back on gonna, the lounge, like it. when we get a person in here and like we're enjoying a nice spirit, you know, and we're having a nice glass of whiskey, uh, you know, Caleb was going to touch on what we were drinking. You popped on, but we always pair our cigars with a different whiskey every episode, which is kind of a unique way of doing this. Okay. Um, do you have a preferred spirit that you like to pair your stuff with, or are you just like a straight coffee guy? Yeah, um, so I, I, I am a straight coffee guy, mm -hmm. um, but I'm, uh, I, 
I don't drink, you know, I don't drink alcohol, so I actually have no idea which whiskeys or bourbons or sure. whatever, uh, you know, my cigars pair well with, or if they do. Um, I mostly stick to water, coffee. Um, I'll dabble in some Dr. Pepper once in a while, uh, Coke. Dr. Pepper is fantastic with cigars, by the way. 23 uh, flavors, man. Yeah, cigars the twenty fourth, right? Um, <laughs> He's like know, the third really person like to say it. that on our show. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Pepper you're not cigars. the first person yeah. to say that. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, but I, I really like to taste my cigar, so I actually prefer water above anything else. All right, so uh, this might be a good question to ask you then, because we, we, we struggle to get an answer from a lot of people when we bring this question up. What is a clean palate to you? Because nobody knows what a clean palate is. I feel like it's all preference. I don't know how to scientifically uh, describe it. Um, I mean, you could even argue if you smoke cigars every day, do you ever have a clean palate? Sure. I'm not really sure to that answer. But I do know that whether I'm working on a blend or we are, uh, you know, I'm just sitting in the cigar shop and want to switch things up or whatever. Um, there are ways that I feel like it resets at least enough to where a cigar feels brand new. Oh, what's that, that tip? Sense. What's that tip? You got to tell us because sometimes I smoke uh, like, you know, uh, sparkling water okay. is a real like Pellegrino or, or something like that. Uh, chocolate, especially dark chocolate, really helps. I've heard dark chocolate There's before. something else that somebody else does that they say they swear works, uh, but I forgot what it was off the top of my head. But those are the two that I really will will do. I'm with, I'm with you on, like, the seltzer waters. Yeah. Just carbonated water in general, I'm a fan. Yep. Yeah, it really seems to, to kind of reset. It's tough sometimes. You smoke like a couple cigars back to back or maybe like three or four in a day. And then like sometimes you wake up the next morning and you're just like, you can't taste anything. And it's like, you got to find a way to reset that palate so you could even enjoy a meal. I, I feel yeah. that some days. So, um, yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. I, kind of sucks I sometimes. I don't really smoke anything strong enough or pot like that really does that to me anymore. But definitely when I was, when I was younger and smoked stronger cigars and stuff there yeah there were definitely days like that for sure so what's your go-to coffee then man and in, in, you're in chicago you go duncan or something i like duncan i used to like it a lot better i don't know what the hell happened after the pandemic it seems like their quality kind of went down unfortunately that's no, everywhere really... though look at the quality yeah, yeah at costco true. up quality's going down everywhere yeah. i mean you, they can't even get kids to work at jobs everybody's These... so entitled nobody's no one will do anything anymore these damn Gen Zers. You know, it's interesting. Um, I don't know what my favorite coffee is, by the way. I think McDonald's, actually. I, you um, know, I've heard a lot of people say that. You know, my wife actually says that. She's like, McDonald's coffee is pretty good. I, I know that sounds crazy, but it's not as like acidic <laughs> and like heartburning like Starbucks. And it has more flavor than Dunkin'. So, um, but, uh, you know, in terms of that, man, you have to step back for a second and really take a look at the options available to people today, right? So you could say to yourself, okay, if you have a car, let's just say, for example, and you have an opportunity and you can go do DoorDash, you could do Uber, you could do Uber Eats, you could do Lyft, you could do uh, Grubhub and all of these different avenues and, tr and make the same amount of money as you would, say, working at a McDonald's, working at a Walmart, but also have... Uh, flexibility with your schedule, 
I think that that has changed the dynamic of, of it's not necessarily people are willing or not willing to work. It's what they prefer to do or what opportunities are available to them to do something. If that makes sense. When me and Gio got into Vegas, yeah, the, you were going to talk. We were you were about to bring the same guy up, weren't you? So the Uber driver was like, "Yeah, I make like three hundred bucks a day doing Uber here, man." Yeah, I'm like, "Jesus, bro, that ain't bad." And that's like after everything, yeah. and then like that, and then you get tips on that and shit. And like, fuck, dude. He's like, "Dude, I make a fucking killing out here, dude." And he's like, "And I don't work with none of them fucking drunk assholes at the end of the night. I do like yeah. five a.m. to like one in the afternoon. I just get people from the airport all day." Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it is, man. And, you know, it's like you don't think about these things. Um, okay, look, if you if you watch the uh, – sorry, I'm sorry. Let me just give you a little background. I'm an accounting guy. I used to trade commodities. So the, I cannot – like I cannot – the economy, stuff like that is like things that I'm very interested. So, you know, if I'm nerding, like I guess I'm not trying to – but I just want everybody to be educated and not – because if you were just to listen to what the media is telling you, regardless of what outlet you're listening to, their job is not to unify people or to even necessarily uh, bring the truth, right? It's, right. it's, ang- it's They've got their angles, right? So you have to sometimes step back and truly f- take in what you're observing, turn off the noise and be like, okay, what's really happening here? And I think this narrative of like people don't want to do anything and things like that is a little. Um, I think it's mis. I think there's a misconception of that. You know, like you hear these stories of these guys. If you're willing to hustle on an Uber gig or something like that, man, you're gonna be. You don't need to work at Walmart. Why would you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, you have that flexibility to make your own schedule. I don't feel like working the next three hours, so fuck it. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna take a nap. Exactly. What kind of job can you get that allows you to do that? Get a work from home job like me. Police. You can make it happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you guys do for your, what do you guys do when you're, uh, like, what's your. So me and Jerry are both uh, local police officers. Oh, you're police officers. Yeah. Okay. That's how with me the and Joe. Or, yeah. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you don't have much say in your schedule. No. Right? No. Yeah. They're like, no. th- there could be a literal riot where people are like murdering each other in the streets and they're like, yeah, yeah. man, you got to come in. Or if there's a tornado or like uh, seven feet of snow, like, because we do get that in right. Buffalo. You know how that right. goes, man. You live mm-hmm. in the Windy City. So mm-hmm. we have to go in no matter what. It's like, hey, man, we'll pick you up on a snowmobile. There, there's close. no days off for you, bro. <laughs> I'd love to see 100%. Gio on a snowmobile. It'd be awesome. Love to see it. I don't know if Gio's got that in his blood, man. <laughs> I know. Remember the nah, temperature tr- dipped below 76 the other day? The guy had a coat on. Yeah, he's on the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't do well that, with cold, man. He's on that Caribbean I, I do schedule. I not like cold. <laughs> I, I hate cold, too, but, man, you, you've lived in Buffalo your whole life, right? Yes, and I still don't like the cold. You think you'd get used to it at some point, I'll right? brave it for yeah. a Bills game. Like, we went to the <laughs> snow game when uh, all of us, when we played Miami, and it was nuts. Yeah. And I was, you know, park it out, but. Park it out. We were just fucking annihilated. Yeah, we were shit face. You don't even. It's like, it's the Bills versus Miami. It's yeah. the biggest rivalry. Yeah. I, you know, Boots and Mikey from Cigar Hustler. Yeah. Okay, so Boots and I and Geo have like this fucking shit talk battle for the entire season because he's a diehard Miami fan and we're diehard Bills fans. So there's just no, so I'm much. Kidding. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, let him know that Tua sucks. Oh well. And I'm with Mikey. We're pa- we're Pat's fans, so 
You're Mikey a is a Buccaneers fan. Well, he he had, he had Pat's season tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was he's from Boston, not. exactly. So he still kind of likes them. Sure. Nobody likes the Patriots anymore now that Brady doesn't play for them. <laughs> the Bears played us tough this year. I remember that game. It wasn't oh, yeah, like a. I mean, it, it was close until like the end. Yeah, I. I mean, they were just trying to lose. Well, they <laughs> they rely on Justin Fields' legs too much. Oh yeah. They, was that where? That was like that right was when like, you guys got Claypool, right? Like, I yeah, think you, I remember. Yeah, I, I was a big. I'm a big Notre Dame fan, so. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Like I follow usually their top players wherever they go, and. Yeah. Claypool, I want. I, yeah, I, I mean, DJ Moore is going to make Chase Claypool better. Like, people are going to have to pay attention to to DJ. I, I can't believe he, he came from the Panthers, know. right? I yeah. can't believe they let him yeah. go. Who I knows, can. man? You know what's interesting? You you never know. Uh, you never know why teams like there are certain players when you're like, man, why would they let him go? And then they come to your team, and you're like, fuck, that's why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, trust me, man. You know, there there yeah. is one hundred percent. But there's a lot of beh- players. There's behind the yeah. scenes stuff too. So like Jamar Chase's dad was at PCA, and like we heard yeah. a little bit of the tea about like when he was drafted, like where he wanted to go versus where he ended up, because. Originally, it was not Cincinnati. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm sure he's pretty happy. He's Where do you want to go? Miami. Oh, oh Miami. He yeah, was, they, I guess they LSU were trying to. Tra- and... They were trying to trade up for him, and Miami didn't want to pay. Damn. I mean, they didn't okay, want to Miami would have had a squad with him. I'm going to be real with you, man. If I was a professional athlete and I was really, really good, right? The last place I'd want to go is Miami, L.A., or. I don't know about New York. I think New York, you could keep your nose clean. Um, I don't know about that. Cold. But think about this. Ask Plexico about be, New York. Like if you're in Green Bay, or but like the only thing you're doing is your job. Yeah. You're not doing anything stupid. There's no distraction. Shouldn't be. I mean, you shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. <laughs> we we have a lot of problem athletes. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 this is not an absolute statement, but sure. you're, right, you're looking at your risks, right? And you're trying to manage your risk profile. Like, yeah, there's less opportunity for me to do stupid shit and I could become rich and be really fucking good at what I do. I don't know. Maybe I guess that's just. You know. follow hockey? You a Blackhawks fan? I look at we were season ticket holders for, from 2005 to I think four. When did we? You had a good run. I want to say 2017 or 2018. Oh, you got oh, some yeah, cups, you got bro. Cups. You saw some good yeah, teams, yeah, no, man. I was there for all that. Yes. Petty That's awesome. Kane. You saw our boy. Got, he grew up four got, blocks from me. Patrick oh, Kane. Patrick Kane? Yeah, four blocks from away. From Buffalo, yeah. From Buffalo. No man. shit. Yeah. Did you guys go to school together? No, 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 no. Oh. My one he's buddy. He's about your age. My one yeah, buddy. he's yeah. a couple years older. My one buddy did. Oh, okay. Yeah. He he was that dude that everybody knew he was going to be hockey. Like His dad would tape up like the brands on sticks. So, like, unless oh, they no. paid for it, like, it didn't matter if it was the best hockey stick that money could buy, unless yeah. they were paying Pat Kane to aim to do it, they would put tape over the logo. That's gang. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy to think that, yeah. like, you're that good as a kid. Like, he was, oh, he, they knew he was going to be a number one pick in, like, when he was, like, yeah. 16. When I think he the got drafted in 2009. Yeah, it was around That's my so, senior year. 2009. Yeah, that sounds about right because they won the Stanley Cup, I think, in his second year. Yeah, that makes sense against Philadelphia. 
Him and Taze. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think uh, I think 2008 would have been Steven Stamkos. Got drafted mm-hmm. number one overall by Tampa. Kane wasn't the number one pick, I don't think. Yeah, he was. Yes. He was? Yeah, they got back-to-back number one. So they got Jonathan Taves what, the Taves next year and, in yeah. 10. I thought he wasn't the number one. Okay. No, yeah, he was He was the yeah. number one overall pick. He was like one of the first like Americans to be taken over. Yeah. It, it's been a while. Yeah. But, dude, that's electric. And, by the way, Hockey Live is fantastic. You guys got the Sabres. You had the Dominator. You guys might be a little young for the Dominator. Oh, no. We no, that remember Hashik. Oh, you were there? Okay. Those are the 90s, yeah. uh, the golden days sometimes. you know. And um, so. 2007, but, Pat Kane got drafted. I'm sorry. Number one overall. No. Yep. yep. Was it? So 2008 would have been Steven Stamkos. I'm almost positive. I'm going to double check this. Wow, we were young back then. Steven Stamkos, and then 2010 had to have been. It had to have been. Those are the high school days. No, I thought that was when Edmonton had like all the Russians number one, like Yakupov (laughs) and all that. That was 2013. Oh, okay. That was. Or, fuck, it was maybe 12, 13 might have been Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, they had like. Five guys that were all like from Russia, and like half of the time because the KHL was gone, you didn't know if they were even going to come to the NHL. But that's cool though that you got to go and yeah. uh, you know what? What is oh, it? Yeah. What do they call it? Uh, Madness on Madison or whatever? Yeah, Madhouse on Madison. Mad- yeah, something oh, yeah. like it that. Was some of the best memories of my life. But what an era! Yeah, what did they get? Did they end up with three Stanley Cups or two? I think three. Three. three yeah. Two thousand ten. 13, I think, and 15. Yeah, they went back and forth with the Kings like every other year yeah. for a hot second. Yeah. Yep. So here's the thing. We went from the ownership group not even playing home games on TVs when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember that. They didn't even have a TV contract. Right. So we didn't watch Blackhawks games when they were home on TV to that. And then, and then they blew it up. And so it was like... Nobody trusts the or- – like, Chicago fans don't trust the organizations in the city because they're all just full of crap. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are also probably on the way – on the rise again. You just got a stud number one overall pick. Connor oh, yeah. Bedard. Come yeah. on, dude. Like, mm-hmm. this is like that fucking Pittsburgh bullshit all over again. Oh, like, yeah. Mario Lemieux starts crying, and then next thing right. you know, they win the draft for uh, Sidney Crosby, changes the whole organization. Absolutely. It was fixed, bro. It has to be. Yeah. But then Connor Bedard now, you know, they blow up that whole team. They get rid of Alex yep. Debrinkit. They get rid of Kane. Yep. Jonathan Taves, mm-hmm. I think, just walked. Duncan mm-hmm. Keith's been gone for a little while. Mm-hmm. Seabrook's gone. He just retired, I think. Duncan Keith? Duncan Keith. Yeah, he might have. So. Yeah, yeah. He had a great career. He was on the Oilers, right? Yeah, I think yeah, he was. Yeah, he, was he, he yeah. Up. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just weird. I mean, so now being locally, because they made a big deal about all that, like, shit that went on with, like, the one guy who got, like, sexually assaulted or some shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't know on the local level how was that. Um, Like, because they made, like, naturally, uh, like, they make it seem like this is the worst organization ever, and they did a whole bunch of terrible yeah. shit. And I'm not trying to I minimize mean, okay. it. So the cigar shop I'm at right now was where Joel Quenville hung out when he was home. That's right. Dope. He yeah. would come in and buy, like, cigars here and stuff like that. So the Blackhawks had a really – there were a lot, a lot of Blackhawks fans here. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think when that happened, a lot of people were already – dismayed with the organization before that even came out because they didn't like how they blew up the Stanley Cup teams and stuff. So I don't think it was like, it was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because they're fucking idiots. 
So that's, I think, more of the attitude. Well, the Sabres just blew up their team. Both of our best players were just in the Stanley Cup, Sam Reinhardt and Jack Eichel. Yeah. Both gone. Both gone, both in the Stanley Cup, succeeding. If there's one thing in the world I hate to see is dudes like Jack Eichel succeed. <laughs> I mean, he was just such a cancer to our team. Yeah, really negative. Vegas, right? What's that? He's on, he's on Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a knight now. Yeah. Great organization. Yeah. Really he's cool. Good, though, man. I'd never watched him before. He's I great, him. man. He's yeah, great. He's now he's in the Western <laughs> Conference. Sorry, man. I he's know. great. I, I look yeah, at. He, I don't think he's a good guy, but he's a fucking fantastic hockey player. Okay, so here's a question for you guys. Sure. In this, this is sports, cigars, whatever. Let's say you have a cigar brand that you really like. You meet the person behind it, and they're a prick. Do you still do you still smoke that cigar? Dude, this it's is really really funny, really funny because it actually, actually happened to me. Oh, and man. there's a brand that I will not smoke. Yeah, yeah. don't don't. Yeah, say it. I'm not gonna say it. You want me to text yeah, it to you? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll text it to you. Okay. But like, I won't ever publicly say. Right. Yeah. But I okay, so- I do not smoke their cigars anymore. Okay. And when I so- do, it's because it's like given to me. I okay. shot you over the text, but okay, it's <laughs> it's fucking crazy and I, you maybe you've had an experience or have heard somebody say the same person but i know it would never happen but could you imagine if they eventually became a sponsor of the no, show i haven't okay I, I, yeah 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 so really? that's that's a brand i really don't i don't fuck with them they make great fucking cigars and that's unfortunate yeah. but yeah. they're also really expensive that, that, major player in the game. The rotation, not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know it would probably never happen, but could you imagine if they wanted to sponsor the show? <laughs> well, we, this is why we don't yeah, name yeah, names. Yeah, exactly. Well, just, just saying, just saying. Money fixes a lot of problems. Yeah, <laughs> it, it could. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I'm principled with a price. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But have you ever had anybody in the industry that rubbed you wrong like that, though? Because you were you did you correct me if I'm wrong. Were you a retailer before you got into the business? I did work. I, I managed a cigar shop for a year to learn the retail side. before sure. Patina was ready to launch. Um, no, man, I think. You know, it's interesting. I, I think I actually get more love from the people in the industry than I do from like retailers and consume like you know if that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> well hey, man, I, like for the most part like you have the people in the industry who know what it takes to just get to this point like how much effort goes into it like you were talking yeah. earlier how long it takes you to put out a new line and you're not one yeah. to just say i need it out by this time it's nah it comes out when it's ready which yeah 100 if it's two years it's two years if it's five it's five yeah so Everyone knows that they've been through it and like all these guys like what. So that was my first PCA that I went to. Mm -hmm. And one thing I noticed, everybody, you know, is all politic and shaking hands with each other because there's that mutual respect amongst each other. Except for the, you know, random drama you hear about through it. And I'm like, oh, God, it's it's like the little uh, high school shit. But yeah, I didn't think the cigar industry was so dramatic, but there really is a lot of drama in the cigar industry. You know, it's interesting. I uh, So I have a policy that I follow for every show. Uh, I respect everybody. Um, if I see somebody that I know, I will, even if 
they're away from like what I will make it a point to go shake their hand and say, Hey man, it's nice to see you. Um, and then after the show, I generally do my own thing and I, I have like a little crew or whatever. We'll go have a cigar or get dinner. Um, because you want to stay out of, you know, any sort of miss, anything could be misconstrued, whatever. So I just try, man, to show respect and love to everybody. And then just stay out of the way and don't not step on my own dick. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> my, my mouth works a lot faster than my filter, so it's probably hanging low, you know. TD you know, right? guy is <laughs> a fucking clown. You know, he brought it up, I mean, so I had to, you know. Guys, you know, there are guys, man, like you just you just respect the shit out of, and you you like you love how they do things and what they do, and and that's what I focus on. I, I focus on the guys that I really really respect how they conduct. You know their their business and not only like their cigars whether or not i like their cigars or not doesn't matter it's i really like the way they do their stuff you know and i so well it shows because like we've done our fair share of research i think i watched about like a good like 20 clips just in various shows and things and interviews you've yeah. done and no one's ever you know you could just tell when someone's face-to-face interacting whether they want you know they're just uh oh, here's some more bullshit you know there's never anyone who's like, oh yeah, oh, fucking patina again, like that type of shit. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no, dude, I, I don't know. I, I just try to. Everyone gives you your time and dedication. What's that? Everyone gave you your time and dedication. Whereas, like, if you weren't respected, it's easy to just skip over and be like, oh yeah, I didn't get to it. Oh, for uh, are you talking about media? Yeah. And oh, no, I got yeah. skipped over. Yeah, oh, you... I did. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I'm not, like, it's weird, man. Like, you know, you, people get busy. I, I don't even, I mean, there was so much stuff this year. It was pretty I crazy. thought, so I went last year, I went this year, it was like double the size. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. going on this year. There, there was a lot of new stuff, uh, a lot of new things, you know, shiny new toys. Um, I didn't have anything new at the PCA. I had, you know, already released the anniversary at TPE. Um, so I, I didn't take offense to it. I, look, if people want to take the time to come talk to me, I appreciate it. And I'll always make time. If they, for whatever reason, didn't have a chance or what, you know, wasn't a priority, that's okay, too. Um but yeah, it just doesn't really, it is what it is, man. Dude, what like, I thought I, was funny about like our first interaction when I first walked yeah. up to you was the same reaction everybody gave me and Gio the whole fucking weekend. <laughs> they were like, what, what, the, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Jesus Christ, this fucking dude's on fucking, fucking steroids. <laughs> it was the same fucking reaction. Fucking. Chaz Palminteri told Gio he was yeah. on steroids. <laughs> hey, yeah, Chaz. Yeah. Fucking everybody. Everybody the, the whole time was like, what the fuck? It, fucking guy, he's a monster. Well, you know yeah, what? The the DTH boys didn't ignore you, so that's yeah. what's important. What's man. that? The DTH boys didn't ignore you as part of the media or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wanted no, to bring some shit and do, like, you know, interviews and stuff, but unfortunately, fucking Amazon fucking decided not to deliver my portable microphones until oh, the yeah. day we left at 6 p.m., <laughs> so... I didn't Shame. have any of my shit. I would have loved to sit down and talk for 10 minutes and just, you know, shot mm-hmm. the shit with a bunch of different people, but we didn't have Absolutely. that opportunity. So we just went and networked, got our name out there, said, what's up, shook hands, kissed babies. You 100%. know, Gio was intimidating everybody in the industry. 
Yeah, bro. Everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you you know how weird fucking, that is? is this though, fucking like, gargantuan. I, I, I'm just like, I just think like. I'm around a lot of people that like work out and all these things like that. And like, yeah. so like I'm showing up like to the cigar hustler people, which I'm like, Oh, okay. You obviously Mike is a fucking gorilla and yeah. you know, boots is a big boy too. I then suddenly I go take a picture like with Guy Fieri and he's like, what are you guys smoke cigars or just work out all the time? I'm yeah. Like, Guy Fieri says like, that oh, to God. us. I mean, yeah. I was like, I even mean, this guy, cool. like, listen, it, it helps you fucking got that shirt at fucking gap kids. But other hey. than that, I mean, <laughs> This is the one of one young LA down to herf shirt. We love, <laughs> we LA. love, we love that joke on Geo too. The extra small um, kids tees. Wait a minute, did you say Matt Booth? What about Matt Booth? Did you say Matt Booth? Yeah, we were oh, walking okay. around with Matt Booth for a little while. Yeah. yeah. He listen. I want to. You know, it's interesting. I want to. Um, Matt Booth is one of the coolest fucking dudes. He is a character I've ever met. <laughs> um, and he's always been really positive with me um, and really encouraging and always says a lot of nice things. So if, I don't know if he listens to this or whatever, but, you know, thank you for what you said to me at the show. And uh, he's just a badass dude. Great guy. Yeah. He, he had me and Gio walking around with him for a minute as like a security yeah. detail. It was like me, him, yeah, and Boots walking around with him. He's like, yeah, I need you guys to walk with me. I don't want anyone yeah. to talk to me right now. I got to go take a piss. So just yeah. keep everyone right. away. We're like, okay, we're just... We're just walking around like, yeah, yeah, he's got to use the bathroom. in the bathroom as well? Uh, Jerry did. He helped him shake twice. Jerry, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Bo- boots went in there, you fucking asshole. Hey, as long as no one shook it, as long as no one shook it more than twice, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. No, no more than twice. Yeah. Matt Booth is a very interesting guy because like Room 101 for a while was like I tried some of their stuff and like there were a couple blends that I, I wasn't a fan. Then I got into different things. This is when I first started smoking cigars. Sure. And like they've definitely grown on me. There's like a, like at some point I want to do that tobacco knot on the show. Like Johnny Tobacco Knot. Like they've done. Bro, some- I remember when that cigar came out, and uh, I I remember it was just like one of the coolest packaging. It had the great color scheme. Um, it was a pretty expensive cigar from what I remember, uh, especially at that time. But I enjoyed it because we carried it in the shop, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. But I don't remember. That must have been 2016, 2015. I know it had to be pretty cool because we posted a picture of it on our Down to Herf page. And my my mother-in-law was like, hey, that looks really cool, man. That's a (laughs) cool-looking package. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, Matt's got this, like, artsy-likeness to him that makes things elevated for his packaging. Like, he knows Mm -hmm. how to somehow just make it pop. Which... Like it, it, every, you know, I think we can agree like the usually in terms of presentation for like a cigar box, you're thinking like a a Fuente or like someone along those lines with these super elegant, like super lacquered up boxes with right. 50 bands. And, right, right. But Matt does his in a way that has that same high level, but it's not. It's just so unique. Yeah. 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 No, no doubt about it, man. But. There's just so like that was one of the cool things. I mean, I, so going through here and experiencing PCA, like we, you know, the actual like people behind it, because you only see normally what they want you to see on an Instagram sure. or what a small interview is, and then when you get the data interactions, you're like, oh wow, these guys are you know just looking to chug a beer and smoke a bunch of cigars. It's no different than mm-hmm. fucking me. Yeah. 
It's an interesting industry, man. When you get the experience to go there and meet the guy behind the curtain at every different, you know, booth. Yeah. It's just a it's a really great experience to be able to just sit down and share those experiences with the actual person. So absolutely, really, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. I don't know if the guy's got any more for you, but you know it was awesome to have you on, Mo. And you know we look yeah. forward to everything Patina's doing down the line. And I uh, oh, appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for having me. You know, it's, I, I just want to say that it is the guys like you that give me the opportunity to reach people and talk about the brand. And what you guys do is such a huge part of. Um, opening doors that may not have been open before uh, or never even heard of the brand or were like, fuck that brand or, you know, uh, so thank you guys very much uh, for that and keep doing what you're doing, man. And it, it's fantastic. I feel like it would be wrong of me not to shout out our boy, Big John, because that dude fucking John Jurgle that dude, man, when when. I think he turned another follower of the show onto the brand too, Nick as well. Yeah, yeah, he's been I mean, loving yeah. it too. This dude, he he starts posting these pictures. He does. It's like free marketing for you guys, man. He stands behind Yogi, behind your products. Yogi is, you know, him and now. Do you guys know Nick too out yeah. of Jersey? Yes, that's yeah. our boy NC. NC Nick. Yeah, NC. Okay, that's our so boy. Those two, those two are fun. They're hilarious. Those are my guys. Okay, <laughs> and. I, so they they, I, they called me one day. They wanted to FaceTime. I said, God, grown men don't FaceTime, okay? <laughs> but, uh, you know, nevertheless. You Skype uh, online in this guys. Riverside chat. That's what grown men do. What's that? <laughs> we don't FaceTime. We do Riverside FM, and that's what and we talk like exactly. this. Exactly. See, yes. yeah, that's acceptable. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, those guys, man, Yogi and, and NC, just fantastic guys, really support the brand, support me, and um, – Hey, you they know, put us on to you, man. Bro, he like, not only supports your brand, but he made sure he's like, hey, man, what is it? 150.43 or 105.43. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go see yeah, Mo. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't even know he was here. We have an interview scheduled <laughs> for next week. Let me go fucking say what's up to him. I'll just go break yeah. the ice now with him. So when he fucking comes on the show, he'll at least know who the fuck he's talking to. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you know, they, they are just words can't describe. And you know what, man? There are other guys that smoke patina and and really support the brand and and we're building like this little uh community of of guys that uh and ladies that just really like what it stands for and kind of things like that so to all those folks too thank you so much absolutely i just want to say uh again congratulations to john yogi he fucking retired yesterday too man fucking he's done bro he's done did his time, and now the guy gets to fucking ride into the sunset, ripping fucking stogies all day. Oh yeah, he's uh and well deserved. You know, he texted me today, and he goes, uh, "Now, have you guys ever had Culver's, the burger place?" No, no, no. Okay, so it's Wisconsin. It's out of Wisconsin. It's custard burgers. So interesting. I love. They have some in Chicago stuff like that. They have some like Texas things like that. Bro, if you guys ever get to Wisconsin, you got to go to a Culver's or Chicago. You know, anywhere you go, there's a Culver's. Fantastic. So Yogi messages me. He goes, dude, look what's 15 minutes from my new house in Florida, a Culver's. I'm like, you need to make that happen. He's going to Ocala, right? 
So, yeah, somewhere in yeah. Central Florida, I think. Yeah, so. good for him. good for him, man. Getting the fuck out yeah. of this fucking <laughs> shithole state and fucking moving down. Uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> Listen, that's, I say what I say, man. That's the move. That's, that's the, the move. fucking move, bro. That's the future move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. planning it as well. I, I hope one day. Yeah. And uh, Mo, I got to say one more thing. I think you gained another fan in me for your brand. I'm taking this thing. Thank you, brother. Taking this thing down to the nub. I'm loving it. Uh, I hope we Appreciate get. It. I hope we get Pentina in some stores in Western New York ASAP. Thank you, man. Yeah, you have to come it. up here. Yeah, make the trip up here, dude. Come, come, do an interview in the lounge. Come hang out with us. You, you know, I, I always, I travel all the time. If you guys, see, you know, I'm, I'm on the road visiting. I go where people want to see me, man. You hey, know it's a I two-hour like, flight. I got retail. Where, where's that? it at? Chicago? Chicago's a two-hour flight, a man. One hour, six minutes. That's it? That's it, man. We did it the other day. We were at uh, we were at uh, O'Hare. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, nice. that was our layover. That was yeah. our layover. We went from oh, one okay. plane to the next. Hour, it's an hour. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you know, if you make a, make a weekend out of it, come get some buffalo wings, man. We'll see you, we we'll see, we'll see you in Buffalo ASAP. We're going to have a retailer there up sooner than, than later, and I'm going to come down. We'll do an in-person thing. Yeah. Awesome, man. Out. And, you yeah. know, when you drop that new one, we'll have you on to talk about it. Hell yeah, you got it. Perfect, yeah. man. I appreciate that, gentlemen. But, yeah, man, thanks for coming on with us. And, uh, dude, we look forward to, you know, what the future holds for the brand and obviously for the future of this podcast. This is going to yeah. look a lot different on our actual show than it, it okay. looks on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because we have like a camera switcher and all that fancy yeah, shit. Yeah, and, you know, you'll I figured that's what you're You'll, you'll yeah. be like a box in the corner, bro, but you'll always yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Well, sounds like the show. P- p- <laughs> push it out, man. Push it out there. Yeah. But, uh, all right, gentlemen. See you, buddy. Thanks you, for buddy. coming on right. with us. Thank you. Adios. Have a great night. Thank you. You too, man. See you. Awesome, fellas. Really, really nice guy, man. How the hell do you stop recording this thing? There we go. Um, I'm just going to plug this in, uh, laptop in real quick, but I'll be right back to my seat. Yeah. No potty break for me. Perfect. Wow. Oh, well, wow. Well, and uh, we still got to talk about the whiskey, so I'm going to plug this in. I got all the whiskey notes. Uh, I'll get right to it once I plug this bad boy in. Perfect. Oh, well, let me take a picture of the rating as well, though, because I got my rating done, too. I didn't get to mine yet because I've been running this entire show. Oh, but yeah. I got, dude, uh, this was an easy one for me, man. I'm uh, I'm shutting this thing down. Yeah, let me just take a quick pick of the uh, rating, cause so we can talk about it, and Ooh. I'll plug this in, and we'll get right back. We'll get into the whiskey and shit. Awesome. Great interview, by the way. So, Gio, what'd you think of this so far, man? Uh, I am a fan. It's a, it's a good cigar, right? I, I I told you the other day I wasn't. I mean, I'm not just blowing fucking smoke, and that's not a pun, dude. But you know, this is uh, this is actually a really really good cigar, man. Like this, this brand is really good, and obviously we want to, you know, shout out our boy John again for, uh, you know, setting all this up, man. The guy always comes through with the with the contacts, and uh, you know, make sure that we're, you know, hitting his boys up too. So, shout out John and NC, <laughs> our boys. Yeah, no, big I listeners, mean, we love you guys. And what's awesome about that is, like, like he said, that exposes Patina, a brand that, you know, casually we've heard of, just from you know scrolling through Instagram and being a fan of cigars to actually getting into our hands because it's not in our local shops like it's not here and it's uh it's unfortunate but i mean you know how online shit goes man you can buy this shit online you can go to different retailers and find places that do have this stuff but it would be really nice to have a local shop here well i mean i figure you know we know some guys that carry it you know Hopefully boys soon. little uh mikey from cigar hustler yeah yeah for you sure know, it's, it's like we know them 
<laughs> Hopefully so, soon, I we see Pantina in West New York. I love it. Patina, 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 Patina. No pan, no pan. Leave it to fucking Caleb to just absolutely butcher. I think he even said that to him, and the dude's just like, "I got the itch, oh, dude. This I got, guy, the, I got the tism. He might be retarded. I got the tism, some sort of tism." <laughs> My name's Caleb, and I can't read good. All right, listen. So we didn't really get to this, though, Caleb. Yeah, we got to get to the do you, whiskey. Do you want to? You want? You want the bottle? Yeah, I definitely. Let do me get a little. Uh, uh, yeah, pour yourself up. Gio might need another pour too. He's been uh, going slow. I'm enjoying it here. All right, here. Here's the bottle. And Caleb, get into this, buddy. All right, hold on. Let me grab it first. Got to got to look good in the shot. Sure, sure, sure. As you fall, oh, this fucking guy's guy. a fucking mess. Wasted. Oh God. Wasted. I feel that. Fucking Caleb. Not today, though. No, I've been on a bender, my guy. Good. I mean, a working bender. You deserve it. I definitely deserve it. I love that. that for you. That's what I'm about. Benders, baby. So tell us a little about this whiskey, man, because I got to say, uh, this shit is fire, dude. Dude, it slaps. Yeah, this shit's this pretty good. Slaps. This it's is bussin', good. It slaps. It's bussin'. It slaps. It's got uh, So right now we got Frank August. This is small batch. This is Kentucky straight bourbon. It is a hundred proof. Uh, it goes for about 65 and up. At your some stores. Uh, fun thing about this bottle, it is actually serves as a decanter. Uh, that's how it was made. So you got a nice hard, like, brass top on this thing. Uh, the labels are easily peeled off. So this was made. Uh, designer. The designer name isn't Frank August. That's just the name of the company, the brand. But the backing behind this brand, they actually are a denim company. So they make jeans, all sorts of denim gear, jackets, whatever. Um, and they just decided, you know what, let's make some whiskey. Let's do it out of Kentucky. They're out of Bardstown as well. Um, all their stuff is pretty much undisclosed. Like their mash bills undisclosed. The distillery is undisclosed. Um, it's very new. It's up and coming. They is, only, oh, go curious ahead. is Frank August that out of any affiliation with like the David August, like the, the big suit company. Like they're a very like well-known fashion brand. I don't know if they're like just a sub brand or something like that. Do we know that? So, the only research that I had was that uh, the owners, the backers, the financial bankers of uh, Frank August are uh, it's a denim company. So the owner is a, the owner and founder CEO is Jonathan Croker, um, and he affiliates with AG Jeans and BLDWN. So just Frank August is like the name of the brand that came up for the whiskey. But for hundred proof, man, this thing is easy to drink. It's for sure. awesome for sure. Um, yeah, it is also, yeah, it's uh, America Spirit is their logo, and it says Be Frank. Um, but yeah, it is a small batch out of Bardstown, Kentucky. Uh, it's aged for at least four years, and like I said, everything else is pretty undisclosed about this. Relatively new to the whiskey game. Uh, the only other thing they have is a, uh, they do a single barrel program, and they do have an experimental, they call it a case study, and their O1 is a Mazerna cast. So, you know, that Japanese that, you know, that you know that it's, it's similar tree. to the, the Yamato. Ex- exactly, that special Mazerna cast. So I'm sure that tastes amazing as well. I've never seen the single barrel or that case study in. Uh, I've never seen it in stores. Um, I also heard that this brand, Frank August, has two new uh, whiskeys coming out uh, next. Well, I guess this year or next year. But little to be known about this. Uh, I already touched on the fact that it is a decanter. Let me see what else I got here, real quick. Um. 65 plus undisclosed mash bill like i said um like i said this is it was meant to inspire a second life as by the decanter the sticker easily peel off you can easily peel off everything about this dude it's got a nice copper color to it tastes good when you drink this 
Does not taste like 100 proof. A uh, little bite to none at all. Uh, getting a lot of good flavors and smells. What are you guys thinking about the flavors and smells? I, I think it's really good. Um, dude, I'm having a little trouble with like tasting notes on this thing, but it's got like a sweet taste to it that I really, really enjoy. Um, I mean, this is one of those bottles that I feel like, you know, you pop on a really nice day and, you know, you're sharing a nice cigar with your buddy. So, I mean, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to to drink a, you know, a, a spirit. This Maybe, you know, maybe this it's because it's been a little bit since I've drank some bourbon, but I felt like that had a little bit of a longer finish. But mm. that was just me. But I, it, yeah, this stuff's smooth as butter, bro. Well, so I will say I've read a couple of reviews on this and a lot of people do say it does have a long finish on this. Maybe for me and you, it's a little different. I, I don't think Gio's far off. Um, I agree with you on the sweetness. There's a lot of like vanilla in this, a lot of vanilla, a lot of caramel. I think it's very easy, sweet smell. Definitely get that caramel. Um, so with this small batch, it says that you know they have contractual obligations, so they can't. You know how some bottles you get, it says the barrel, like the barrel it was chosen from, and the number of bottles they have. So this Frank August has like some contractual obligations where they couldn't put the barrel numbers on here or how many bottles. But it said this was produced, the small batch was 10 to 15 barrels. So as opposed to a single barrel, just one, um, we just got 10 to 15 undisclosed, unnumbered. Perfect, man. But, yeah, Great drink, man. I'm loving Yeah, we it. didn't get to it until the very end. Obviously, we had Mocum on the show, but uh, I know there was a couple whiskey stories you wanted to get to. Oh, for our news of the day? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, uh, hit the button and we'll get into it, man. Perfect, brother. All right, up first, guys, this is a story from Old Granddad 114, and I have allocated with a question. Uh, so this isn't a full story, and I don't know if or when it will hit any major news stories or any, like, whiskey magazines. I got a little inside tip. Obviously, I'm involved in, the, like, the whiskey game slightly, but um, Old Granddad 114, uh, usually regularly produced for the last 30-plus years in stores everywhere you go. Always on the shelf. I hear it. It is slowly becoming allocated and no longer shipping to stores in a you know a twelve pack case. Only sending less than six per order. So it's funny you say that, buddy, because I went and I was looking at some old granddad today, just based on what you were saying. Uh, the normal stores that carry it here, uh, they still had plenty in stock. Uh, it's like twenty five ninety nine, but I saw it today at a different liquor store. For forty four ninety nine, so I think whatever you're saying, I think it's happening, buddy. It's happening. So, like I said, I've been up. I, I, well, yeah, I've been tipped off, and I know there is going to be a price range. You said twenty four ninety nine is the usual price, and then you've seen it for forty. I seen it for forty four ninety nine today. All right, yes, I do know it's usually around some stores twenty two ninety nine, twenty four ninety nine. I've I've heard it's going up as much as five dollars and it will be allocated so a lot harder it might be in lockup it might be something that you got to win in a raffle or something like that or a giveaway or just be lucky enough to get uh, i thought it was major news because old granddad 114 we talked about it a lot of times it's like that secret sauce that cheap go-to that's amazing um i heard it's going up it's going up in price and possibly allocated even though it's like on the cheaper side i think it will be allocated and i uh we'll just go prediction this is going to be a harder bottle to find. I've also seen in some like whiskey groups, bourbon groups, like locally in our area, I saw a guy pick up a case of this and he posted it in the group. And I don't know if this guy knows how lucky he is that he got to buy a case. 
He's holding on to some like liquid gold. So it's funny you say that because like I I could have easily done that today. It would have cost me about 150 bucks. Uh, for six. Well, oh, for cases well, it six. usually comes in twelve. Well, I, I yeah. feel like most spirits are like cases of six for the most part. Well, this probably this might get reduced down to a case of six instead of twelve, like usual. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, if you're looking for that old granddad one fourteen, make sure you guys stock up on it, man. Because uh, Caleb's inside tips and insider <laughs> news seems to be pointing in the direction of our favorite A word, allocated. And guys, don't worry, you will not get arrested for insider trading. <laughs> this is just a fact here. Say, get the money now. Be the guy who sells it for double the price later, you fucking assholes. Well, I, I already know um, a couple stores. They might be uh, turning this product away because the way they do allocation sometimes, you don't order it. They just send it to you and then you pay for it. And with the price increase, and some of these stores have been ordering this for 30 plus years. Uh, it's You know, it kind of hurts uh, a lot of store owners when they get that so uh just you know might be seeing a shortage and that the a word that we uh hate to use for sure what else you got bud all right second story uh for our news segment i have so this is a new one to me i was scrolling i thought it was very interesting the name of the whiskey the the shape of this bottle we have cosa nostra scotch whiskey so associated with the american uh, mafia we have a bottle in the shape of a tommy gun uh produced out of obviously it's a scotch whiskey so out of scotland but it is being banned and sanctioned in the UK. So they don't like that the bottle is like the old school 1930s Tommy gun. So they're halting, you know, sales in the UK. I don't think this has hit US markets yet and not even Canadian markets, but uh, don't know if we'll even see this. Yeah. I Like the bottle looks cool. It's a shape. Of, it's a black Tommy gun. It, it comes in a nice box. Definitely cool looking. Yeah. But yeah, it's a they. You know, the brand founded it. They were intrigued by the mafia. I mean, who isn't interested in? Le- is this Costa something Nostra? to expect soon? I well, I don't know if we'll even see it with these bans and sanctions. I if it's already hit in the UK, I don't know when it's due to set to arrive to America. But maybe it won't even make it with this. Wouldn't shock me, dude. I feel like a lot of cool shit never hits our shelves. So I feel like this would be like such a like. I think people in New York, Chicago, I think people would love it, man. It's got the allure to the old school, the Italian, the mafia way, especially if you're like, not even if you're Italian, but if you're like a, just a scotch drinker and you want to try something new and you, or if you're just like one of those guys who wants a cool display bottle on your bar, why wouldn't you want this bottle? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously anything like the allure of like that, everyone likes a cool gun shaped bottle. Let's just be realistic here. That's one of those things that you're going to see every guy who wants like a little talk about shelf piece, try to buy that shit. I got this cool little, uh, whiskey decanter inside. It's shaped like a gun. Right. I okay. don't, I don't use it yet. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything I'd want to put in it, but, uh, that. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. It, I, no, that's already in its own fucking, uh, gun shaped bottle though. Well, have you guys ever been to like the Cancun airport, like anywhere international? Like they have like tequila and like, uh, in the, oh, not maybe Tommy gun bottles, but like AK 47s and stuff. So, um, uh, so there's on the packaging, it says post Perilia Peremia. I, if I'm saying it in Italian wrong, it means after the battle comes the reward. So, you know, you battle through a long day and your reward is a sip of scotch and, these uh, groups in the UK are associating the Tommy gun with acts of aggression and violence and dangerous and illegal behavior. So that's where the ban and the sanctions come from. It sounds super lame, super unfun, super uncool. But I guess that'll conclude our uh, stories for today's episode. I always appreciate the whiskey news, man, because uh, there's a lot of it out there. 
yeah, those were the the top two I thought for this week that we should talk about, especially with being pretty new. Sure. But uh yeah, that being said, buddy, you got your uh your cigar review done for I, the for the Patina Maduro I, rustic? I do. Me and uh me and Jerry did the rustic right here, so I gotta say uh appearance. I gave it an eight and a half. I really like the color of the band on the cigar. Uh, anything you get with it, like that greenish, uh, bluish color like that, it always rubs me the right way. Is reminds like you. Of, yeah. yeah. Kind of probably reminds him of uh, Leo over at Nova a little bit. Oh, Exactly, man. yeah. I, we, we, before we get into it, I think we have to share that story because that was too funny. Okay, so <laughs> if you guys recall back to an old episode where you had uh, Leo on from Nova Cigars, uh, Caleb... He sent her a contact. Uh, he shared my contact information, but for some weird reason, he has like an emoji eggplant next to my name and like the fucking water gun squirts. Super weird, really <laughs> awkward. He sends it to really immature a, a female in the in the cigar industry. We bring her on the show. She starts talking about it. Caleb gets embarrassed. So we run into uh, you know Leo. Leo at the show last week. Cigar blondie. Cigar blondie. Absolute peach. Such a lovely woman. And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's call Caleb. Let's FaceTime. <laughs> we FaceTime Caleb, and without fail, Caleb's wearing a shirt that says, I heart milfs. <laughs> she's just like, this Caleb, he will, Caleb will never grow up. I'm like, this is fucking gold, you can't, bro. I wish we were recording it because it was hilarious. You couldn't script that I was wearing that shirt at that exact moment in time. That's what I'm saying, bro. I mean, it was like one of those like holy shit moments. <laughs> I mean, what if I was wearing this shirt? That'd be cool, too. Yeah, I mean, that would have been... I think that would have actually made it worse. <laughs> yeah, probably would have. Yeah. All right. To go on, I uh, gave it an eight and a half. Uh, it's got like the Liberty Head crown on it as well, so... Uh, then going down to the burn, I gave this a nine and a half, dude. I had no issues, no touch-ups whatsoever, and the taste this cigar left, uh, it was so great. And every time you just smoked it, it was awesome. Uh, draw, V-cut, I gave it a nine, and I'm going, uh, same thing. The taste I got, just like, not saying, it's obviously not a sweet tip or anything like that, but just the taste and the way I cut it, I had a full flavor every puff. Uh, so nine there, enjoyment. Dude, we were with Mo himself on the show with you boys. It's been like the first time recording in two weeks. Uh, so enjoyment, nine and a half. My overall rating for this was a 46, which is a 92 on the Patina Rustic Maduro. Uh, really love this cigar. First time smoking it. Look forward to smoking many more. High rating alert for Caleb there. Dude, it was good, man. Nothing out of the ordinary. And yeah. it, it, it paired very well with this Frank August, I got to say. So I'll get into mine. Uh, Patina Maduro Rustic. Uh, the appearance I gave it an eight. Uh, single band. I like the band a lot, you know, gives me like New York vibes, which in a weird way kind of takes away from it in a way. I fucking hate New York. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the cigar. I hate New York, though. Uh, I know, obviously, he said he's made some, uh, you know, changes to the bands. He added now what the the actual cigar blend is. So if you're smoking the Sumatra, the Habano, uh, the Connecticut or the, ooh, I'm drawing a blank here, uh, the Maduro, the one we just smoked. Yes. So... You know, obviously, it'll be more specific to what you're smoking, uh, just, you know, helping out the consumer a little bit to, to what they're actually smoking. But, yeah, I gave that an 8. The burn, I gave it a 9. Really, really good burn. I mean, the thing is still fucking going. I mean, perfect burn, no issues at all. Uh, I know we said that these might have, like, a year and a half age on them, so. No per- bite. No bite. I mean, this thing is smooth. Really, really good cigar. Construction, I also gave this a 9. I mean, no cracking, no issues with the, the, the wrapper at all. Um, and and it made it through the uh the 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 nice conversation we had with Mo with no issues, no touch ups, no bullshit. 
Uh, really, really well-constructed cigar. You know, uh, I, I straight cut mine. The draw was almost perfect on it. I gave it a nine as well, bringing my overall enjoyment to a nine. Obviously, having the man himself on the show to talk some shit, talk some sports, and have a good time with us and, and take time out of his busy day to, you know, make time for our, our little tiny show on the number one podcast on Podbean. You got it, baby. Cigar podcast. Sorry, referred. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> not not podcast. The number one cigar podcast well, on Podbean. We ain't beating Rogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that brings my enjoyment to a nine. Bring me to a 44, bring me to an 88. Really, really great cigar. Uh, I'm looking forward to what Patina's going to do down the line. Obviously, Mo, this is an open invite to come on the show anytime you want with us, man. I, I obviously loved having you on. You vibe with us well. You're a young guy. You're, you're, you're kind of... Right, you're right like now, us, yeah. you know. Yeah. Our sense of humor, for Definitely. sure, yeah. for sure, and that goes a long way with us, dude. Yeah, considering the fact that we got you wearing a big dick shirt, like, I yeah, mean, not I mean, a lot of people can handle that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're telling me, not, you're telling me, not a lot of people can handle it. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. But uh, really, really awesome experience. I had a great time with Mo, and uh, you know, best wishes in the future of the company, man. Congratulations on all the, uh, you know, the current success, and you know balling out in Chirac in this in this fucking crazy times. I mean, I forgot I wish we could have asked him about what's it like now, you know, having the miracle mile turned into the murder mile. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Next time. For yeah, for right. a future show. Well, all right, before I get into mine, there's just some things I wanted to touch on. Obviously, normally we go into a little bit more detail on like the specs of the cigar. Mo listed all the actual like binder filler stuff, but uh just so you know, guys, there's five different Vitolas available in this cigar. Uh, I actually am smoking the Corona version, the nice little 6x46 we got here, the Copper. Same blend, just a little bit size, and this is probably my favorite Vitola of all cigars. I love a good Corona. It's just perfect size to me. Uh, price points, like you said, anywhere from 8 to 15 bucks. This particular one was $13 uh, for you guys. Mine was a dollar less. It was twelve ninety five. <laughs> really? For yes. a bigger cigar? Okay. No, you have the fifty two. Oh, the bigger one. It seems smaller. Nah, that's Large. a that's the longer smoke. Oh, Geo's seemed uh, a lot small, uh, bigger than ours. All right. Well, you know, six inches, five <laughs> inches, buddy. You know, that's math. I, I know you. You're like, it looked longer, man. It looked longer. Maybe, maybe. It's Dude, the are we still talking about cigars? Yeah, we're talking about cigars here. <laughs> Mo, get out of here. Jesus Christ! This guy, son of Vegas, for two weeks. Look what he does. But. To get into the ratings of the cigar, appearance, I gave it an 8. Uh, it is a unique color scheme. Like, the only ones I saw that are similar would be, like, the Nova, but they're a little bit brighter, like that more Miami, like, dolphin color is for them, uh, where this is, like you said. And on top of that, I really like the story behind it, because I had no fucking clue. I just thought, like, oh, okay, copper, like, you know, the metallurgy theme going here, rustic, whatever. But when you hear the actual reasoning behind it, it gives it a little bit more meaning, and I like that stuff. Uh, burn. I gave this thing a nine. This held up through my long-winded ass and fucking having to touch it up like once, and it was just solid throughout. Uh, construction, also a nine. I think I wore like a flake of ash throughout the entire thing. No one can complain about that. You're smoking a cigar, you're getting an ash on you. That's just life. Draw, straight cut it. Zero issues. Gave it an 8.5. Uh, I might punch this next time. If oh, I have some more to smoke, I think like that might give it a little bit, like, just a shade tighter of a draw that might make it a little bit ex more enjoyable. This is double G. Greedy G. <laughs> hey, man. 
I wanted to try the brand. <laughs> he said, take what you like. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one of those, one of those, one of those. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. Either hand it to me or don't tell me. Don't tell if you're prepared not to give. It's like that when you put the bucket on the porch for Halloween. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. Take one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, okay, bro. Handful, bitch. <laughs> on the whole bucket. Uh, enjoyment, I gave it a nine. I really enjoyed the conversation with Mo. Like, we got beyond just the cigar talk, which makes it so much fucking easier. Because, yes, we can talk about the intricacies of cigars. It's a wonderful art, but, you know, the general people. And like, oh, leaves, plants, <laughs> you know, fermentation. This this right here tastes like hay barrels. But I did actually wanted to touch on something Caleb brought up. There is a very very pleasant aftertaste. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I liked it. Uh it just like it, the the smoke had that nice little retrohale to it. Uh I would highly recommend this. I, like I said, really enjoy the Corona size. I'd probably enjoy this in a Toro as well. Uh, was that what you guys had? The 5x52 or was that more Robusto? Yeah, I think it was a 5x52. Okay. Yeah. I think a Toro. Toro or Corona feels like the ideal one for me. But that brought my total score to a whopping 43.5, giving me an 87 overall for the Patina maduro copper got to be real close to that 88 mark all right uh overall score on this uh cigar 89 oh cool man yeah Good. love that that's not bad man love great that score. close to 90 that's awesome 85 and above man that's that sweet spot that sweet spot I, yeah i do want to see what uh mo has in store because when i was watching his interviews he doesn't really like doing a lot of le's like he only does them for milestones so i think like the last one he did was for the five year five year yeah so I'm sure as the company grows, there'll be reasons for that. And, you know, watch out for Patina. It's going to be one of those ones that slowly gain their following, especially when you got someone like that behind it who's not afraid to be a personable and, you know, just an all-around good human. Perfect, man. That being said, Caleb, any closing notes of the episode? Hey, guys, just as usual, uh, glad to be back. Uh, glad that you guys have stayed tuned and watched all our episodes. Great listenings lately. Just uh, make sure you guys are following on the YouTube, Instagram, uh, the TikTok, Facebook as well. Appreciate all the likes, uh, the shares. Everything's been going real well. So thank you guys all for that. And make sure you check out audio only on uh, Cigar Hustler Network. You will find all our audio there. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube Grower Gang because we want to give that big giveaway at 500. So uh, tell all your friends, tell your family. I feel like we need to stop talking about that. We're still 200 away, but... Uh, we'll, we'll get there <laughs> slowly uh, but surely. Yeah, we're we're gonna get there. I'm promoting it. Yeah, I'm promoting you, you, it. Yeah, uh, he he's he's playing the long game. Yeah, he's playing a real long game here. Listen, but. I gotta say, since he started doing it though, we've getting like some steady subscriber growth. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's working. You know what? It's working. It's working. But <laughs> slowly but surely. That being said, guys, make sure you're checking us out on Cigar Hustler Podcast Network. We love being a part of them, and we love working with them. Uh, we love you guys as an audience. And again, feel free to reach out to us, man. You got anything you want us to smoke? You got any recommendations for us? You want to just reach out and shoot the shit with us? Reach out, man. We're good guys. We always want to talk and shoot the shit. So, and that- yeah, I mean, I would love to. Th- the whole reason this real, you know, episode happened is because of someone suggesting it. Mm-hmm. You guys have you the you are the general on the ground things. We do not have access to every cigar company out there. And it shows that when me and Jerry were at PCA, there were so many companies that, 
you know, we might have heard of just from like reading these articles, but never actually got to try their stuff. And that's how it grows. And, you know, lastly, thing I would have to say to Boots, Mikey, Greg, special thanks again for, you know, helping us out with all the PCA stuff, getting us there. Great time. Mikey, don't worry, working on the delts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to touch on that before we close it out. Uh, guys, my boys, Boots, Mikey, Palmer, Greg, Greg, great meeting you, brother. We had a good time, bro. Uh, look forward to, you know, everything the future holds for us with you guys. And, uh, you know, just, just being a part of Cigar Hustler is fucking awesome. So uh, that being said, guys, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace. The Down to Herf podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.